evil cannot hide from me no secret is secret from me the truth of your guilt will always be revealed to me i am the jewel The Jewel is brought to you by Oasis Cigarettes, the smoke that's a little bit of paradise with each puff. The Jewel, Phantom Defender of Justice, is in reality Dr. Beryl Morgan, famed archaeologist. One day during a dig in a secret location somewhere in the Pacific, she unearthed a strange violet stone set in an ancient pendant. The stone glowed at her touch, but no one else's. Amar the mystic, Beryl's faithful assistant, recognized the pendant. He told her that the stone possessed strange and powerful qualities, but it would only work for the one it chose. Beryl tried it and found that she could read Amar's every thought. She vowed to use the stone's power only for good. With that, the jewel was born. Amar is the only person who knows the jewel's true identity. Bristol Port has ever had. I don't think we've had a crime in months. It's because of the jewel. I don't know who he is, but boy, am I glad he's here. I don't even mind getting late shifts anymore because I know he's out there somewhere. Tee-hee, my very first fools, poor you will be, thanks to this ghoul. Wallets I take, purses I steal, mischief I make, fear and sadness you'll feel. Did you just hear a weird voice? I did. I thought I was hearing things, though, as there's no one around. I heard it for sure. What did it say? I think it said something about a wallet. <gasps> My wallet! It's gone! So is mine! Help! Police! We've been robbed! Oh, Ray. A pickpocket crime wave? It had been so peaceful here. I know. We hadn't had any crimes reported since the Bristolport High School senior class TP'd Principal Harrison's house. That's not even really a crime. Every senior class does it. I know mine did. Did yours? I don't know. I graduated mid-year and spent the end of my high school senior year on a dig in Alexandria, Egypt. Of course you did. I should have known. Oh, excuse me, Dr. Beryl. Commissioner Lawrence, I did not know the commissioner was with you. No need to excuse yourself, Amar. This museum office is more your home than mine. Did you need me for something, Amar? It is nearly time to open the museum for the day, and we have a camp group right at ten. Oh, right. 
I almost forgot about that. Thanks for the reminder. Ray, did you listen to the game last night? The bases loaded on the bottom of the ninth kept me on edge of my seat. It was a humdinger, all right. I nearly knocked the radio over when they won. We should go to a game again. <laughs> I would like that very much. I should have access to some tickets soon. The man who performs our statue restorations has season tickets, and he is going on vacation. He asked me if I would like to use them in his absence. Dr. Beryl, you could join us. He has a total of four tickets. <laughs> no, thank you. There is nothing entertaining to me about sitting in a hot sun watching a bunch of men hit and catch a ball. You two go and have a wonderful time. I will stay right here and research one of my newest pieces, which I find far more fascinating. Party pooper. Guess I'll have to eat your share of the Cracker Jacks. I'm off to City Hall. Beryl, my dear, until this evening, Amar, let me know when you can have those tickets. Oh, I shall. I'm glad you and Ray are getting along so well, Amar. As am I. He is a good man. I have gotten to really enjoy sharing this passion called baseball with him. Good. I think. I just hope it doesn't turn into a baseball, football, boxing, hockey passion. I'd never see either one of you again. belongings close to you. That pickpocket has struck so many times in the past few days. So I've heard. And he's so fast no one has seen him. They just hear a strange voice. I've heard that too. That it sounds like a witch or a ghost or some kind of goblin. Maybe they meant the voice sounds like a foreigner. All accents sound weird to me. I bet that's what he is, a foreigner. After all, someone from Bristolport would never do something like that. It must be an outsider. Tee-hee? Weird, they say? Maybe so. From far away, the answer is no. I grew up here same as you. If you saw me, you'd know who. But you'd also know me without your eyes. The voice you hear is my disguise. Did you hear that? Yes. Such a weird voice. <gasps> oh no, my purse! It's gone! Mine too! Help! Police! What is it? We've, We've been, been robbed! robbed. Oh, Faith and Begara, did you see the thief? No, but we heard him talking. He had a weird accent. A foreigner for sure. Brody, what's going on here? Oh, Commissioner. That dastardly pickpocket has struck again. We didn't see him. It was like being robbed by an invisible man. We heard him, though. I was just telling the officer he had to be a foreigner. That accent was very heavy. An accent, huh? Thank you. Officer Brody will take your statements. I'm going back to my office and start a search for foreigners living in Bristolport. Remember, though, an accent doesn't make a person bad. Don't jump to conclusions. Yes, Commissioner Lawrence. 
We'd better find this pocket thief and quick before a new war starts right here in Bristolport. It is a very good thing we closed early today, Dr. Beryl. The money we have collected for tickets and items in the gift shop is quite a large sum. I, it would be not wise to leave this much in the museum overnight. Wow, that is a lot. I'd better get that to the bank before they close. I will take it. The bank is between my home and here. The baseball game does not begin until six o'clock. Oh, well, as long as you're sure you won't miss your game. I would certainly hate for that to happen. In all seriousness, I appreciate it. I received a letter from Dr. Haversham, the head of archaeology department at the Bay State University, asking for information about Pompeian mosaics almost a week ago. I really need to reply to him. I'll have just enough time to write the letter and get it to the post office. It would be my pleasure, Dr. Beryl. One of these days, I'm going to get you to leave that doctor part off. You're a partner in the museum now. Not to mention, we've been like family ever since I was a toddler. Not to mention, you're the only one who knows I'm the jewel. And probably the only one who ever will. <laughs> Possibly one day. I was so proud the day you received your doctorate. To me... To call you doctor is both a sign of respect and one of affection. Oh, Omar, I'm touched. I don't know what to say other than thank you. There is no need for other words. I am to the bank. If the transaction is swift, I will return and take your letter to the post office. It is not safe for anyone to be walking the streets right now, but especially not a young woman. Not because you are helpless, because your possessions are more easily stolen. Or perhaps two heads looking for this pickpocket would be better than one. I'll wait for you. You made it just in time, Amar. You're my last customer of the day. Oh, you are closing early. We are. The police commissioner asked us to. He's worried about folks carrying cash around late in the afternoon, as that seems to be the time when this pickpocket guy strikes hardest. I'm glad you made it here safely. That's a lot of cash you have. Oh, the museum was especially busy today. I have a feeling you will be seeing me more often this summer as our schedule is quite full. Good for you guys. I'm glad Bristolport has some culture now. My Janie has been with her summer camp group twice already, and she just loves it. Ah, that is very good to hear. She is a very bright girl and asks many questions. I am certain Dr. Beryl would be delighted to tutor Janie in any archaeological interests that she might have. Really? That's 
Great. I I'll let Janie know. You have a good rest of your day, Amar. And you as well, Mr. Carter. And all of a sudden, my wallet was gone. I didn't see a thing, just heard a weird voice. I'm sure it was a foreigner. That's just how it happened to us. Uh, please, excuse me. This sidewalk had gotten quite crowded. Oh, yes, of course. Wait, what did you say? I, I merely requested your pardon as I passed. That voice! You have an accent. You, you're a foreigner! You could be the pickpocket! Police! Police! Help! This is ridiculous, Captain Hardy. There is no way Amar could be the pickpocket. At the time the thefts occurred, Amar was leading tours through the museum. At least 20 people could attest for his whereabouts. I am sorry, Dr. Morgan, but he was identified by two different witnesses. I had to arrest him. And now you will release him. I've brought the money to post his bond. I have never heard of anything such ridiculous. Ray, thank goodness you're here. I came as soon as I heard. What happened? Someone on the street heard Amar speak, mistook him for the pickpocket, and had him arrested. Amar, of all people. You know as well as I that he could never do something like that. Even if he had the opportunity, which he didn't. Oh. Oh? That's all you have to say? Amar is your friend. Surely you can't believe that he's guilty. I don't know what to believe yet. Being identified is pretty damning evidence. And being the leader of a large group of people at the time of a crime is a pretty solid alibi. Not that I would have thought he would need one with you. It's not that simple, Beryl. I have to uphold the law. I also have to maintain peace in our city. This could get very ugly for everyone. It has already gotten very ugly for an innocent, upstanding citizen who has been wrongly accused simply because he doesn't look or sound like you or me. Captain Hardy, here is Amar's bail money. Please release him immediately. Um... Beryl, I've asked that Amar's bail be revoked. What? Why? I think it's best he stay in jail for now. For everyone. You mean best for your image? Be the big hero and smash the evil foreigner. I thought I knew you, Commissioner Lawrence. I now realize I don't know you at all. My lawyer will be in touch. Not only will he get Amar released from this illegal imprison imprisonment, he will exonerate him completely. Beryl, I have to- There is nothing to say, Commissioner Lawrence. Not now, or maybe even ever. You're just doing your job, Commissioner. And sometimes, Seamus, I really hate this job. Meanwhile, at the grand estate of Miles Hollingsworth, the wealthiest man in Bristolport, Mr. Hollingsworth and his son Hargrove are having a discussion. This is disgraceful, disgraceful to the reputation of our great city. Oh, who would do such a thing? Who would do what, father dear? Commit this rash of petty thefts. People are afraid of venturing outdoors now. 
right in the throes of summer. That would hurt your business, wouldn't it? Your three restaurants, department store, and even the Cadillac dealership will be practically deserted. This is not an amusing situation, Hargrove. And it's not just me that gets hurt by this. It's everyone in Bristolport. I'm sure it'll blow over in time. That's what you've always said about my interests, especially my magic. Oh, the two are not comparable, and you know it. Your so-called magic is nothing but a flight of fancy. Nothing useful or profitable could come from it. That's not true. I've become quite adept at not just tricks, but actual illusions. With a little financial backing, I could build the right props and take my show around the world. In no time, I could be as famous as, as Shandu or, or even Blackstone. Oh, that is enough, Hargrove. I will not listen to your immature, petulant whining. Stand by what I say. Bring me a solid idea worth investing in, not a worthless vaudeville act, and I will give it my full attention. Ah, there's my solicitor now. I must go to my study. Go find something useful to do, and do not disturb me under any circumstances. Such a hateful fool. If he would just give me five minutes to let me show him what I can do, he would know how good a magician I've become. I, sh I should know better. He's never liked anything I've ever done. Nothing I do would ever be good enough in his eyes. Well, now all he will see from me is the bad. My thievery has been completely successful, thanks to a combination of ventriloquism and this cloak I've made that is the same color as all of the buildings downtown. Such a simple but effective scheme. I pick their pockets, then misdirect them by throwing my voice in the opposite direction of my exit. Nobody has seen me in the area when I've picked their pockets. They've only heard a voice. A voice they think belongs to that... that foreign man from the Morgan Museum. Good. Let them think that. I'll keep stealing wallets and purses and fund my own empire. Think of it. I will be rich with money of my own. When I have enough... I will reveal the identity of the thief in the greatest magic show of all time, which will disgrace both my father and the Hollingsworth name for generations to come. going to cost me to close the museum today, Amar. But I just couldn't do it without you. I appreciate your support more than I can say. It may be many days before I am freed, though, Dr. Beryl. You cannot keep the museum closed for all of them. It won't be that long. My lawyer is already working on getting you out of here. He'll be by later to talk to you. Hopefully, you'll be home by supper time. That is a hope I share. Beryl, I know about the exchange between you and Commissioner Lawrence. Surely there must be a simple explanation. No. There is no excuse for his behavior as far as I'm concerned. We can't rely on him for anything anymore. And things are worse 
What do you mean? Someone threw a rock through the front door of the museum. There was a note attached to it that read, "All foreigners should be run out of town." Enough is enough. It's time somebody took things into their own hands. There can be no tolerance of blind hate and injustice in Bristolport or any other city. I'm going to appear as the jewel this afternoon in the city square, and make an appeal. No, Beryl. No, you cannot. It is too dangerous. It's a risk I have to take, for me as well as you. Wish the jewel luck. He's going to need it. I, to the jewel, I wish luck. To Doctor Beryl Morgan, I wish healing. Thanks, Amar. I'm going to need a lot of both. I have made such a mess of things. I let the politics of my job overrule my instincts. I know Amar didn't do it. Even if he was at the scene every time, he never would have been the guilty party. I shouldn't care what the mayor thinks, or if I'll get elected again. This is about a human being, an innocent life being ruined simply because of ignorance. At the same time, I don't dare let him out of jail for his own safety. Everyone is so justice hungry and scared that I'm afraid they'll do something rash. It doesn't make sense. They've all known Amar for years. I've heard many people speak highly of him in the past. Yet I couldn't get—I could not get one person to vouch for him yesterday, except Beryl, of course, Beryl. That's the biggest mess of all. She'll never forgive me. I'll be able to get Amar his alibi in time, but I'll never get Beryl back, whether I do or don't. Amar deserves justice the same as anyone else in this town, and he's going to get get it, even if I have to track down the real thief myself. What was that odd sound? It came from over by the fountain in the center of the town square. A figure in black and purple velvet robes is standing in front of the fountain. There's a purple glow right in the middle of his chest. It's the jewel. It has to be. What is he doing in the middle of town in broad daylight? I'd better go see. Citizens of Bristolport, please hear my words. I am indeed the jewel. I have come to you today to address the great crisis that is happening in our city. An innocent man has been falsely accused simply because he is different from you. The people who could vouch for his innocence will not step forward for fear of retribution. It is wrong to let a man who has done nothing 
suffer. To fear a person who is not like you is wrong. To damage a museum simply because of that fear is wrong. As I am the jewel, I see the truth, the truth in your hearts. I know who is able to vouch for the wronged man, then I will make sure that every one of you steps forward. I will right these wrongs and see that justice prevails. And I will catch the real thief as my pledge to Bristol Court it takes. And I will help you. Commissioner Raymond Lawrence, Jewel, at your service. And I am at your service. Commissioner? I mean it. I should have meant it yesterday, but I didn't. I mean it now. The Jewel is right. Amar is innocent, and you all know it. I'm going to do whatever I can to prove that, even if it costs me my job. People, go back to your business. Keep an eye out for the thief. If you know anything, no matter how insignificant you think it is, call my office. I think that did some good, Jewel. I, I hope it did. Jewel? He vanished. Good-for-nothing son of mine gotten to now. Hargrove! Was that you bellowing, father? Whatever plans you had for this afternoon, cancel them. And why would I do that? Because I said to. You are no longer going to loaf around all day. You are going to work. So you think. What, pray tell, do you have in mind? To start with... You are going to wash cars at the dealership. If and when you show dedication to that task, you will be promoted. And if I refuse? I cut off your allowance and any access you have to my accounts. I worked hard to become who I am. You will too. Or else. It will be or else. All you can think about is work and money. There's more to life than those, Father. Keep my allowance. I won't need it soon anyway. You'll see. An ultimatum. Be just like him or else. I won't do it. I was going to wait a few days before going back to my thievery, but time is now of the essence. Father, you will pay for your cruelty in more ways than one. I have walked these streets from end to end, but I have not felt the troubled soul who feels the need to break the law. I will continue until I find them. No one sees me. I am merely a shadow among many others. No sign of this guy, and I've looked everywhere. Maybe he won't show up today thinking he's getting away scot-free with Amar in jail. I hope not. 
I hope he's just greedy enough to not be able to resist this especially crowded afternoon. And if he isn't, well, I'll just keep pounding this beat until I can pound him. Watch and wait, I do here. Not every one attempts me. Best to not steal from my own peers, the less my name would known be. Ah, here comes a pair. Their purse is fat and bobbing. No friends of my parents, so the game is fair. Quite soon, they will be sobbing. It's crowded downtown today. Yes, but at least it's safe again now that the foreigner is in jail. Mom... I told you, Amar didn't do it. He was teaching us about the Roman aqueducts when you were robbed. And he was helping me and my raw model with Uncle Matthew's wallet was stolen. He wouldn't steal from people anyway, not Amar. That's enough, Janie. No, it isn't. Amar is my friend. He said so, and I believe him. That's enough, Janie. The brat is right. Amar's not the one. You'll see the light when you find what I've done. That voice. It's the pickpocket! Hello, it's me. You were not wrong, but now I flee. Ta-ta! So long! Not so fast, slippery one. You're caught this time. What? How did you... I can't move! How... how can this be? The power of the jewel holds you fast as it does all evildoers. I see your truth, Hargrove Hollingsworth. It is Hargrove Hollingsworth, son of millionaire Miles Hollingsworth. Why on earth would you do such terrible things? None of your business. He resented his father and wanted to ruin the family name. I'm sorry he has failed you on so many levels, Hargrove. Yes, you do have the right to be who you want to be, but it cannot be at the cost of other people's rights, and you cannot gain your father's love by breaking the law. How do you know all of that? I know what is in your heart. You should learn its contents for yourself. I heard shouting. Jewel! Here is your pickpocket thief. Commissioner. He was caught in the act. This woman has identified his voice. I sure did. That's the man who robbed me the other day for sure. Yes, I did, and I committed all the other robberies as well, and I'm not sorry I did it. You will be. Not even your father can get you out of this one. Oh, good. Here's Officer Brody. Brody, take him away. Would you three follow them and fill out a police report? Absolutely, Commissioner. I do hope you will release that poor Amar now. That's my very next task. I told you Amar was innocent, Mom. Sheesh. Grown-ups are so dumb. Out of the mouth of babes. But she's right, isn't she, Jewel? Jewel? He's gone again. How the heck does he do that?
I think they're glad to see you. Ah, uh, I am glad to see them. And you. My gratitude for your great bravery and friendship will never wane. Brave? Not really. I just did what had to be done. Fight for the truth. If you think you can handle all of your adoring fans yourself, I'm going to go up to the office and finally finish that letter to Dr. Havisham. <laughs> yes, Dr. Bell. I think we shall be just fine. But please, wait a moment first. Wait? Oh, the main door just opened. Who is it? I can't see who's coming in from here. Just please, wait. For me. Over here, by the statue of Hathor. Okay. Amar, glad I caught you before you started your workshop. I wanted to say this last night, but I couldn't find the right words before you were whisked away. I want to apologize for the, well, inhumane way I handled your case. I knew all along you were innocent, but I let my job and all the rules and ridiculous politics that go with it come before my friend. I don't expect forgiveness. I don't deserve it. I just wanted you to know that my eyes were really open the past couple of days. The Bristol Port Police Force will go through training to make them sensitive to everyone's needs, and procedures will be changed. This city will be open to people from all walks of life from now on. I'm just really, really sorry I had to lose a friend to see the light. You have not lost my friendship, Commissioner. There is a saying that I live by. The most powerful force in the world is forgiveness. I forgive you. I would have forgiven you in any event, but to know your eyes have been opened makes my heart glad as well. Ignorance is an ugly, dark shadow that covers eyes to the truth, and most people are not even aware of its existence. Thank you, Omar. Your forgiveness means a lot. Just don't use that word heart anymore, okay? I lost mine, and I doubt I'll ever get it back. Oh, do not be so sure of that, Ray. Remember what I said. The most powerful force in the world is forgiveness. Excuse me, Omar. May I have a quick word? Commissioner Lawrence, please stay to hear this. Of course, Mrs. Carter. What may I do for you? It's what I can do for you. I and my friends feel terrible about falsely accusing you. You do so much good work here at the museum with our children. We really should have known better. We wanted to show you how badly we feel, but we couldn't think of a way that would truly express our feelings, so we decided to chip in and get you a gift. A little birdie told us what you might like. I was the little birdie, Amar, and you're going to love it. Open it! <gasps> Baseball season tickets? <laughs> Thank you very much. But I could not think of accepting a gift this generous. Please, take them knowing we're very sorry. I'll be running off now. Enjoy! Ray, do you see? 
there is a game this very evening. Would you do me the honor of accompanying me? On one condition, you let me buy the hot dogs. <laughs> Deal, as you would say. Only there is one more condition, that you are available. I must attend to the children. Oh, I'm available. I'll be available for the rest of my life. I'm not so sure about that. Beryl, I... Um, I'm on my way out. I, I just came to talk to Amar. I know. I heard the whole thing. You did? I did. But I didn't need to hear it. Because I heard something else before that. What? From who? Interesting that you should ask from who. From the jewel. Apparently he was making a public plea in the square and you joined him. He heard what you thought loud and clear, what you thought about everything. Then he came and told me because he thought it was important, I know. I don't understand. I said what I was thinking, that Amar was innocent and that I wouldn't rest until I caught the real culprit. You forget that the jewel can hear the truth in everyone. Yes, that was the truth in your heart. But it was only part of it. The rest was the sound of your heart breaking because you realized that you had let me down and you were so sure you had lost me forever. Oh, uh, that. Well, truth is truth. That wasn't a truth. It was what you believed was the truth. You haven't lost me, Ray. Not yet. What you did initially was wrong, but you learned from your mistake. What happened next was honest and brave and admirable. Like Omar said, forgiveness is the most powerful thing in the world. I haven't lost you. Oh, Beryl. Guess Omar was right. I do have other plans for tonight. Oh, no. I would never come between you two and baseball. Go to the game. I think you both need it. Then stop by my house afterward. I'll still be up. We have a lot of relationship rebuilding to do. That's a construction project I look forward to. This is the jewel. Bigotry is a terrible, destructive force that affects people of minority races in our country every day. People of all races and religious backgrounds are entitled to the same rights, legally as well as morally. Do your part. Treat everyone you meet with respect and kindness, and report any injustices you witness. This has been another episode of The Jewel, brought to you by Oasis Cigarettes, the smoke that's a little bit of paradise with each puff. Come back next week for a brand new episode 
Same time, same station. Tonight's cast included Helen Alamano, Val Coons, Mike Luce, Richard Tatum, Rachel Wasserman, and Keith Wright. Story by Val Humes. Sound patterns by Rachel Wasserman. The Jewel theme was written and performed by Marty Axelrod. I'm your host, Martin Van Dipshit.